Hello, and welcome to the Stupid Sequels Podcast, where we find truly terrible movies and give them all the attention they don't deserve. Each episode, we'll discuss exactly what made such a horrible sequel, from casting to budget to just plain bad writing. While we all love a great movie, there's something just a little more fun about watching a seriously stupid sequel. Now, while there are plenty of awful sequels out there, we have a few guidelines about the kind of movies we'll be reviewing here. We're talking about direct-to-video, made-for-TV, never-appeared-in-a-theater sequels. The ones the studios gave up on before they even started. This week, my guest is Michelle, and we will be discussing Belle's Magical World, the sequel to Beauty and the Beast, which is the sequel to the midquel, the Enchanted Christmas Adventure, but also still a prequel to the second midquel. Hi, Michelle. Hi. <laughs> I like to call them in betweenquels. Yeah. Canonically, this falls after the Christmas midquel, but before the other midquel, Belle's Tales of Friendship. Right. Good God. I like, I look, I appreciate Belle in all media. Like, mm-hmm. I'm butthurt that I don't, I mean, I just started playing Kingdom Hearts 3, but I don't think she's in it. And mm-hmm. like, I want her in all media. This is. This is terrible, and I remember going into it to watch it. I was like, this is horrible, but then I watched it, and I was like... It's, it's still cute. It's, I still like it. Like, legit, like the Enchanted Christmas one. I'm like, it's awful. It's so awful. But I still love that love as long so as much. there's Christmas song. It's Bernadette Peters and Alan Cumming. Like, you can't. Not you, Alan Cumming, Tim Curry. Like, how, how, do you not, how do you not love that? You are. You have no heart. That is, is the animation horrible? Yes. yes. Is the plot nonsensical? Yes. Is it still Disney? Yes. yes. Is it still Paige O'Hara? Yes. yes. <laughs> are people, is everyone both off model? Yes. Are the characters like not really their essence? Correct. Was the goal to have Belle's eyes going in two directions at any given point? Yes. She is <laughs> cockeyed the entire movie. Poor thing. Bless her heart. Oh my god. Okay, so the original Beauty and the Beast got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. This got a 17. <laughs> so a 77% difference. That feels about right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the original came out in 1991 with a budget of $25 million, and it made $425 million at box office. The sequel came out in 1998, um, which is after the 1997 Christmas special, before the 1999 TV special. So... In the original, the music is done by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman and, like, ah. Tony Award-winning, Oscar-winning amazingness. This is by Harvey Cohen. Uh, he did the music for Sabrina the Teenage Witch, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and Sex in the City. Huh? <laughs> like, that's, that's a career? What? So the first thing that comes to mind when you said Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I'm like, ooh, Beauty and the Beast connection. Because Sabrina's dad is played by Robbie Benson. That's right. And he directed a bunch of episodes. And I met him once. There's weird things where I'm like, is that how they know each other? I wonder. Like, uh, that Jennifer Aniston's ex-husband now is was in uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. That was like his first movie, Justin Theroux. And I'm like, did Lisa Cujo introduce Jennifer Aniston to Justin Theroux? Via Romeo and Michelle? <gasps> Probably not, but it'd be funny. <laughs> like, so a lot of the main uh, cast returned. Um, Paige O'Hara as Belle, Robbie Benson as the Beast, uh, David Ogson Styers as Cogsworth, Jerry Orbach as Lumiere, Joanne Worley as Armoire. Um, the new people are Gregory Grunt as Chip, Kimmy Robertson as Fifi. She's from Twin Peaks. 
Frank Welker, he's Fred from Scooby-Doo. He's in The Lion King. He's the voice of Megatron. He's Nibbler on Futurama. He is, Frank Welker is an amazing voice actor. Um, he is the uh, footrest. Oh. <laughs> he's amazingly talented. <laughs> the His lines are bark. Yep. Bark, bark. Yep. Um, Jeff Bennett is um, Crane, the pages. He's Petrie from Land Before Time and Kowalski from Penguins of Madagascar. Rob Paulson, uh, who is Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Carl on Jimmy Neutron is La Plume. Uh, April Winchell is Chandelira and she's Cruella in uh, 101 Dalmatians, the animated series. I forgot about that show completely until this moment. And Jim Cummings, who is just Disney, the voice of name a thing. He's done it. He's Darkwing Duck. He's Tigger and Pooh. He's the Tasmanian Devil. He's the singing voice of Scar. Is Webster the Dictionary. Um, And Angela Lansbury is, this is the only one she wasn't Mrs. Potts. The only one. She I mean, all the other dumb mid-quotes. <laughs> just Angela Lansbury is like, hmm, pass. She was like, I have standards. They're low, but I have them. But here's the issue. We'll, we'll get into it later. But basically, did you watch the 90-minute version of this that includes Mrs. Potts Party? Yes. Okay. So when it was originally released, it was just the two segments. And there was no Mrs. Potts thing. Because Mrs. Potts was released as Tales of Friendship. But when they re-released this... In 2004, they re-released it with Mrs. Potts stories, making it 92 minutes. And Angela Lansbury did do Tales of Friendship. So it's not Angela Lansbury for two-thirds of it. And then for Mrs. Potts Party, it is Angela Lansbury. Oh. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. Um, so we did the, the big uh, discussion of the original Beauty and the Beast and Enchanted Christmas. But I think we have to do it again. Because I'm fine with that. It's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and now we can talk about the Emma Watson one. Oh, so oh. much forehead. There was so much forehead so in that much movie. No singing. So much no smiling or enjoyment or joy. And I was just like, okay, they're like, we're going to do more songs that was in the movie. So I'm like, okay, so do we get human again or a change in me? No. Do we get home? Do we get if I can't love her? No. We get a dumb song about looking out a door. And he runs through approximately 35 doors in that song. <laughs> Look at the door. I'm looking out the door. She's out the open door. <laughs> like, I'm like, I get it. Open She's the window, the close the door. Belle's not here anymore. <laughs> oh my God. It's like a little summer. Oh, it's so, like they cut pretty much every song that won the Matoni. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're going to put in our own ones. I'm like, Cool. Well, even Alan Menken sounded kind of bothered. He was like, here's Beauty and the Beast 3.0. I keep writing songs for it. And like, I feel like Evermore was just like, just give me another Oscar. Like, it was so... Like, look here. Like, it, it's it's the equivalent of like a Holocaust movie. Like, it's here. You know it's gonna win. But like, we've done it already. Yeah. You know how it's gonna go. <laughs> Like, oh my god, sweeping orchestrations and great lyrics. Like, mm, like it's, yeah. Yeah. Menken. I feel, yeah. Alan Menken, I mean, look, the oh, man god can do him. no wrong. He's amazing. He's amazing. He has a, a heated floor in his home for his turtles. <laughs> what the fuck? Why is he the best? I love Alan Menken. He's just adorable. I love him so much. Yeah. Um, But he did not do the music for this one, sadly. I mean, the music in the original is just like, like I still, like when I saw the remake, 
when I heard the music for Be Our Guest, like, the little, like, child in my heart was like, like, the music still gets you. Oh, yeah, the overture. Like, I remember listening to the album when it first released and, like, just listening to the sweeping orchestra. It was so gorgeous. And it's like, we're going to go on this adventure with this girl. Some friends become enemies. Some enemies become friends. And we're richer for the experience. And then we got auto-tune. And, like, and and that's what a lot of people have been saying. Like, if we're going to start casting celebrities in movies again, we got to bring back dubbing. Yeah. Where, like, we had... And Ming-Na Wen is amazing, but she was dubbed by Leah Salonga mm-hmm. in Mulan. Mm-hmm. B.D. Wong. Tony, Tony Ward winning B.D. Wong. <laughs> who played Shang is dubbed by Johnny Osmond. Get fucked. Oh, by the way, he's totally the peacock on The Masked Singer. Can we talk about that? Do you watch The Masked Singer? I'm so trying so hard not to. It's such the guilty, the guiltiest of pleasures. Well, it's, like, not fair because they, like, pre-record and auto-tune their singing. They're like, who could it be? I'm like, well, under the 30 layers of auto-tune, who gives a fuck? But, <laughs> so, you know, it's, like, ripped off a Japanese game show. Yeah, yeah. So, they were showing, they're like, okay, this is what got um, Mass Singer over here. So, basically, it is a lot of, like, Japanese celebrities who do it. And so, it's, like, the costumes are way less done up. It's just, like, a Halloween costume and a cape. And you hear, and it's clearly a male singer, and he's, like, in all, like, pink, and he's a unicorn, and he's singing The Sun Will Come Out from Annie, like, so earnestly. And they're like, uh, we think, and they're naming all of these, like, Japanese celebrities. They're like, no, completely wrong. Pull it off, Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, Pikachu? <laughs> what? And they're, like, losing their minds. And so it's like, yeah, so that's exciting. But it's like, oh, it's, is it Tori Spelling? It was Tori Spelling. She was a unicorn. It's she like, was awful, but I love her. But it's so. like, oh, a bunch of, like, C-list celebrities who couldn't get on Dancing with the Stars warbling their way through the Pop 40 tubes when we auto-tune them to death. Yay. Yay. Like, <laughs> if motherfucker, if it's like, oh my god, who's the unicorn? Oh my god, Meryl Streep? Like, <gasps> oh, I'd be here for it. And it blows your face off. But they're like, it could be anybody. I'm like, it's anyone who has detox tea on their Instagram. I'm, I'm gonna just clue wow. you in real quick. It's, she's savage, but she's right. <laughs> it's like, not gonna be anybody it's gonna be sad sad celebrities at the end of their career oh i wish it was like like lee which one's the helmsworth which one's the thor's helmsworth chris he was on like australia's dancing with the stars like that's a star yeah i would i would dance with lin-manuel miranda or like if you had like star stars on these shows but star stars don't have time well they fine yeah sad face well, that was like the, like the one season of Dancing with the Stars. I'm so sorry, you guys were so distracted. I tried to get into was Lisa Vanderpump from The Real Housewives <gasps> is going to be on. I love her so much. But she just cold passed out in the middle of rehearsals and was like, I have to withdraw. I'm too stressed. Because she was still trying to run her three restaurants. And save every dog in the world. While doing the show. And she's like, I, I, I fucking can't. And she just like bounced. And everyone's like, she ducked out because she wasn't a good enough dancer. It's like, she passed out on the floor. Like dude the slack should be cut for her plus she loves doggies so beauty and the beast the original was nominated for best picture but lost to silence of the lambs which i'm like wow which can we do like the politics in hollywood it basically was just like we don't want to give it to an animated film and the fact that even the oscars now are like oh there's best film and there's best animated film right like like, because of this because of beauty and the beast they've created that category yeah because they didn't want to give an animated movie that's stupid it it's so stupid off. and it's like but it's like this horrible tradition of like when walt was like i'm making snow white and the seven dwarves they were like 
people are going to pass out watching animation for that long. I'm like, uh, you need to calm down. I mean, they also said that women couldn't go on high-speed trains because they believed if a woman moved at that high speed of read, her uterus would leave her body. <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> I, can't. Like, I can't handle like that. Like, if we strap her to the top of the train. No, like, if a woman is standing in a train yeah. and a train goes 80 miles per hour, her uterus will just leave her body. I'm like... <laughs> Y'all are stupid. First of all, if that happened, then I wouldn't have to buy birth control ever again. And I'd be like, I'm fine with this. But also, what? Men are stupid. Men, I... Uh, um, Belle is the first brown-haired princess. Um, and it is the first Disney feature to use 3D CGI moving animation for the ballroom. But their dancing is traced from Sleeping Beauty. At the end. At the end. Just at the end, because they were running out of time. They're like, oh shit, trace, 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 yeah. trace. Um, and just my personal favorite, it's like a, like a DVD thing. And so Paige O'Hare is doing the part where like, she thinks the beast is dead and she's like, oh no, come back. And she's like sobbing and they like, we're like, and finish the line. They're like, cut. They're like, are you okay? She's like, acting. Like, just like I'm Paige O'Hara. Get fucked. Like, <laughs> Get so lit, bitches. Actress. Um, so there was a mid-quote planned where it was supposed to be Gaston's younger brother, Avignon, was supposed to, like, come to the castle and seek revenge. And they were like, wait, that's stupid. <laughs> but this one makes way more sense with the yeah. talking mitts. Oh, the talking oven mitts. I wanted Belle to, like, put her hands in them and be like, I'm talking for you. We'll get to it. Um, and so this was originally released in 1998 at 70 minutes. But then in 2003, not four, they re-released it with the Mrs. Potts party thing added to it, making it 92 minutes, making it the longest direct-to-video Disney sequel. Boop, 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 boop. 92 minutes. Son I mean, bitch. Uh, so I guess yay? Ugh, it's so long. <laughs> so long. Oh, and uh, we're about to get into it. We're about to go into the intro. Uh, it opens with the CGI storybook being opened. It was the uh, first... Uh, Disney movie to um, open and close with a storybook since Sleeping Beauty. Oh, so they've had other Disney movies where it opens with the storybook, but then at the end of the book doesn't close. Like, mm. The Jungle Book has done it, and a couple of... Um, Story Tang- the Stone. Tangled did it, I think. It opens with a storybook, but the book doesn't close at the end. So, first one where the book opened and closed since Sleeping Beauty. You're welcome, Disney. Boom. <laughs> um, and so, basically, the CGI book is like, <clears throat> We're going to set up like the first 40 minutes of the movie. So there's this girl. She's Belle. She's hot. She comes to a castle. Oh my god. A beast. Badeast. With roses. Love. You get it. Anyway. Up to speed. Like. You guys get it. Um, and it opens with the first segment. Which is called. The perfect word. I will have discussions about what the word is. Um, <laughs> bird's the word. Um, no. That's the third segment. <laughs> um, she's funny. Because there's a bird. There's a bird. Um. <laughs> So Cogsworth is lighting chandelier. Can I say they just got lazy? Yeah. So that was the first thing that bothered me because Lumiere like can control like when he's in the ballroom in the original, like because the original will say is like the Bible. That's what we're going for. They're, it's they're, canon. They're, that's like super canon. Like so with Lumiere, he in the ballroom, he can dim his, the lights, both his lights and the lights around. He says he can provide lights. So why is Cogsworth lighting chandelier? And like. And Chandelier can't light herself. Um, but no, I was also just saying, like, okay, like, Cogsworth sounds like a last name that someone could have. Lumiere 
is a name that someone might have. Mrs. Potts. Yeah, okay, if your last name is Potts, that's fine. Jennifer Potts. Yeah. I went to high school with her. There's no fucking bitch who's named Chandelira <laughs> who, like, oops, I got turned into a chandelier. What was her job beforehand? Uh, hard of hearing? Housemaid? Right? So I always... And this is not canon. This is just my own mm-hmm. Michelle logic. But like, I always figured things without faces weren't people. They're just now they're enchanted. Yes, because they did say like, wait, when like all the plates are like spinning and like smashing, like is each one of those like, a person? It's like, no, it's just enchanted. Like, just go with it. Every napkin is not a fucking person. Right. Like, that's insane. Also, if you're gonna suspend disbelief that a man can turn into a beast, you can't suspend disbelief that a fork is just a fork. That's magic. Yeah. Really. Yeah, okay. because there's some horrible implications otherwise. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, but so anything with eyes, I'm like, okay, well, that was a person. So chandelier. And I'm like, what was your job previous to this? Yeah. Like, what? I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. And just like the other characters will get to their names. I'm like, that only makes sense as their name after they were transformed, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not um, like, this is Karen. She's our... Mirror cleaner, she's a rag. Yeah. It's like, this is our friend, Mirarwa. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she kind of turned into a mirror. Whoa. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, Chandelier was a mop? She's like, son of a bitch! I've had this dumb fucking name my whole life. And I didn't even turn into a chandelier. Well, in the Broadway musical, they talk about, like, Jacques turns into a brick wall. Because he was dumb as a brick. Oh, yeah. And then, like, it's like, oh, okay. Well, there people had normal names, too. But, like, yeah. in the in-betweenquels, they are, like, Chandelera. Hi, my name is Bookaroo. <laughs> my name is Pen. Me. Um. My name is Toilet. <laughs> oh, his name is Bidet. It's France. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Um, so, Chandelera, she's so funny because she can't hear what you're saying. So, like, if you say, like irony she's like what about the ironing it's so funny i feel like some misunderstandings are about to be had good god okay and if you guys can hear that it is pouring rain i only have so much control over the sound so that rushing you hear in the background just this real quick that's just rain pounding on my roof i only have so much control i thought you were gonna say i almost have i only have so much control over the weather i was like you do so the beast is talking to La Plume, the pen, and he's ordering wood for the castle, which I'm like, okay, so this introduces a whole weird shit to canon because food and supplies do have to get delivered to the castle. And he basically, the letter is like, dear town, send 40 cords of wood to the castle. Just drop them at the door. Don't ask any questions. And don't come inside. We need, the abandoned castle needs this wood. And the plume's like, because you said you did. And he's like, because I said I did. Signed the beast. Yeah, um, sincerely gonna go out of our way not to say the beast's name. Which all four of these little vignettes go out of their way not to say his name. Because they refer to him as the beast. I'm like, can you imagine living with someone for, I'm guessing, a year plus? And yeah. Like, hi, the beast. <laughs> like. And to every single motherfucker out there who's like um his name's not adam that was actually invented by the fans i'm gonna pull up a little fucking piece of information right now michelle's gonna see it i'm in this canonical i'm in love with you fucking proof that his name is fucking adam you can fight me all you want 
but it's true. I found it. It's proof. In the fucking DVD video game, Wonderful World of Disney, there is a question. What is the prince's name? Is it Prince Adam, Prince John, Prince Eric, Prince Philip? And the correct answer, according to the Disney-released fucking video game, is Prince Adam! Boop, 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 boop. Suck a dick! <laughs> and fight me. I will post the screenshot of the video game online, and then you can all shut up! Anyway. Well, we figured that out. So now we know his name, officially. So, I haven't seen the screen cap of that, so I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I had to dig deep to find it. That? Because <laughs> I said Adam in the in the Christmas one, and I was like, um, actually, I'm like, um, actually, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so. I like to call him the prince formerly known as Beast, a la Prince. Prince. Um, so there's some horrifying implications to what comes next, because the pen is writing on a piece of paper. And the piece of paper is on a stack of papers. And the piece of paper that it's written on curls up independent of itself and ties itself in a ribbon. And then the remaining stack of papers, like, ties the ribbon around itself and the ribbon becomes its face. And it's like, aha, wrote a letter. Um, so the page separates from him and it's still animated when it separates from him. And then he, a stack of papers, is a consciousness? Yes. What happens when the stack of pages runs out? Does each of those pages have their own consciousness and personality? Oh. Like, the fucking bird, the carrier pigeon that carries the piece of paper weight, is the piece of paper like, I'll never see the castle again. I hope the person who gets this letter doesn't, like, wipe his ass with me. <laughs> I, I hope I don't end up in a fire. Goodbye. Oh, because later on, pages burn. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrifying. And there's, like, a, there's a lot of murder in this film. And if they stack the piece of paper on top of, like, a stack of, like, 400 pieces of paper does he then like absorb that into his consciousness that's or, like, what i wonder is he 100 pages and when those 100 pages are gone he's dead like is he actually the ribbon is he the paper it's horrifying so many questions it's horrifying his name is crane which, which i don't understand is either is that like a paper crane oh my god is that it is no it, that's it that doesn't seem right though I mean, that's the only thing that can make sense. Or is like, is there, was there a paper company named Crane? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Um, so they send off this order for firewood via carrier pigeon. And the beast is like, I want Belle to come to lunch, but I want her to like me and stuff. And Lumiere is like, you gotta just like woo her, like kiss her on the hand, tell her she's pretty. Um, and Belle is walking with Cogsworthy. She's like, yeah, things are getting like a lot better. Like he's a lot more like calm isn't the right word and then we hear like this like snooty ass voice in the corner being like uh serene tranquil da, da, da. and they meet webster the dictionary get it because they're it's webster's dictionary and he's a dictionary so his name this is webster takes place approximately in the 1740s according to the internet webster's dictionary was not released until 1828 there's another just saying there's another moment of that to come oh the, mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like <laughs> That don't track, bitch. Uh-huh. And also, like, it's not a French thing. It's a New Orleans... Nah, get into it. Get into it. Yep. Oh, going back to the pigeon, was it just me or did the pigeon look like a reject from Animaniacs? Oh, fully. Yeah. Fully. The okay. pigeon, like, looked like it should be able to talk, but then didn't. It was like... <laughs> and then just, like, carried off the letter. Like, because they call for it by name and it just, like, bops in the window. It's like, hey. And, like, I don't know how it knows where to go. Like... <laughs> It's no directions pigeon. were given. Just here's this letter. Bring us supplies. <laughs> it works. 
Um, so Belle is at dinner and she's like, oh my God, I read this really interesting book. It's called Cinderella. I'm like, you're so basic sometimes, Belle. I know. Even in like the, the new, the new movie, the Emma Watson movie, it's like, <laughs> I like Romeo and Juliet. Like, oh God, come Honey, on. That's not even the best of Shakespeare's plays. Right. Like Shakespeare would roll his eyes at you. Yeah. You basic. <laughs> You basic. Because, like, in the Broadway musical, they're reading King Arthur, which kind of makes sense. Like, she likes fantasy and... Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know why, the, why I said that makes sense. I guess it doesn't. But, like, King Arthur, because he... Because yeah. Beast would like it, too, because adventure, and she would like and it, because romance. Yeah. But they're like, mm. She's like, today I read Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> it's a kid. <laughs> I read a storybook called Jack and Jim. Um... <laughs> Belle, I think, like, you're, like, the smartest girl in town because you can read, but I think you might be reading at, like, a third grade level. Yeah. She, she basic. She basic. Um, so, she's telling him the story of Cinderella over dinner, and the chandelier, okay, I under, didn't understand this fight. So, chandelier is, like, lowered down to the table, and Lumiere's like, it's too bright in here. And she's like, I can't hear you. I'm too white? Or, <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with my height? And he's like no you're too bright and she's like and she keeps lowering herself to hear him and the beast is overheating is he overheating because the chandelier is nearby oh i didn't think of that i just literally like sweating in his clothes yeah i just figured it's because he's a very furry beast who's also wearing pants and a button-up shirt yes and so he's like cogsworth i'm like fucking dying can you open the window oh my god uh the sky opened up. The ark is coming. Pray for us. Holy shit. It is shit. seriously raining. Goodbye. Um, it's going to sound like this whole episode is taking place underwater, guys. I'm sorry. We um, should have done Little Mermaid. Do, 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 do. I'm doing that next. Not woo, next. Woo. Not next, next, but it's coming up. Which I one? Pretty you, much, have you done two already? I've done three, which is the the Bell's Magical Beginning. Or, or no, Ariel's. No, Ariel's <laughs> New Beginning. So I'm doing... Return to the sea. God, that is, there's so much cringe in that. It, like, hurts my body to watch it. Oh, I truly and deeply love the TV show, though. Me too. I love it so much. But what makes... The one where she meets the deaf mermaid who does sign language. (gasps) I love it. So many feels. Yeah, I love that. And I appreciate, and, like, this, because this was supposed to be, like, the pilot for the Beauty and the Beast TV show. So, like, I appreciate it if, like, I was watching an episode of Little Mermaid, I would love to see, like, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast TV show. But, Mm -hmm. like, as a movie. And that's how most of these come together, is they try to make a TV show. Oh, wait, we don't like this. Take the first three episodes, jam them together into a movie. And it doesn't work. Um, So... He's like, I am dying, Cogsworth. Will you, like, crack a window? He's like, yes, but then it will get cold. He's like, I give no fucks. One would hope. (laughs) That's why I'm asking you to do it. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I'm dying. And he's like, crack a window anyway, I don't care. And Belle's like, um, people are getting cold. And the dishes are shivering. Mm -hmm. This is important. The dishes are shivering because they are alive in some capacity. And... She's like, uh, Beast, some people are getting kind of cold. And he's like, if they're too cold, they can leave. But, like, I'm dying. And she's like, no, you're like, you're being really rude. Like, we're your guests. I'm like, okay, also, Belle's fucking annoying in this. Yeah. She's Belle's a, being a goddamn dumbass. She's a little too mom, and I hate when they write her like that. Like, in the original movie, she was never, like, mom. She was like, we are equals. You just happen yeah. to be a beast. Yeah. But, like, in all these in-betweenquels, she's always like, 
I know what's best because I'm Belle. And I'll do what I want. And if you don't, then you're a dumbass. I hate it. I hate yeah. it. Um, so um, she's like, you're not being very congenial. And he's like, huh? And the dictionary is like, uh, a rude fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like slaps him across the room. Yeah. Which like, that's an act of violence. That's a little scary. <laughs> I'm like, you, haven't you learned anything? Like, maybe be nicer. This is the whole thing that got you in trouble with the enchantress. Maybe don't hit nobody. Don't, don't smack nobody. I'm um, just throwing that out there. So Belle's like, you're being really rude. And he loses his mind at rude. I'm like, really? That's what, <laughs> that was your trigger? And she's like, picks up the dictionary and she's like, well, I'm out of here. I don't want to have dinner with you anymore. And Beast flips the table and all of the dishes shatter. The dishes are alive. The dishes that were cold five minutes ago who have some sort of consciousness or nervous system. Dead. Yeah. They're dead. Also, like being a plate that's alive, being eaten off of with silverware that is also alive. It's just... Like, you're putting a spoon in your mouth and, like, the spoon wiggles a little bit, like, oh! You're like, oh, You're hey. cutting your meat too hard and the plate screams in agony. Oh, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> so gross. Um, so, Belle's like, I'm not gonna leave my room. Cogsworth, Lumiere, and Potts are, like, the little trio. And they try to go to the Belle to get her to apologize. And she's like, I'll apologize if he apologizes first. And they go to him and he's like, I will apologize when I'm dead in the ground. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> he and they're having, I love this moment because it's so dramatic. Like he's in hit in the West Wing, like, rawr, emo, ah, and she's like, I'm crying. She has a single tear down her face. I, I was hilarious. Um, but basically, and then Lumiere's like, Chandelier, this is all your fault because you were trying to outshine me. And she's like, I couldn't hear you. And he's like, You've been using that excuse for years. And she, like, ascends to the ceiling crying. I'm like, what? Um, so many tears. So Belle hears a knock at her door. And, like, it's like, da 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 music. And she, like, fluffs her hair and, like, flips it all around. And, like, runs to the door and opens it. And it's Cogsworth. Um, and she's like, he still won't apologize. It's like, no, sorry. And so Potts, Lumiere, and Cogsworth are, like, they're never going to fall. They're gathered around the rose, which I'm like, I would try and stay away from that thing. Yeah. And also I think their entire special effects budget was spent on this one shot because there's some sparkles coming off the rose. Rose, I was like, oh, that was 20 bucks. Bye budget. Each sparkle was $20. (laughs) Um, So they're like, oh no, like the rose petals are falling. They'll never fall in love now. And it's kind of the thing that the remake did that like grossed me out was like, oh no, we are trapping a bitch here. So we can be free. Yeah. Can, I'm sorry. Super sidebar. Can we talk about that part of the live action of like. Where they lock her in the house? Yeah. And she leaves through the dog door. Yes. And like they try to save it because they're like, oh, we're locking you in here because it's so dangerous out there. And I'm like, no, no. you're locking her in here because you don't care about her. And the whole thing is supposed to be. So her dad is in the cell. She comes. She's like, I will trade places with you. She goes in the cell. And the beast is like, you can like have a bedroom. And she's like, you're not worried I'll run away? And he's like, you said you were a girl of your honor and you were trading places to be with your dad. And he trusts her. That's the point is he's like, yeah, you're my prisoner, but I trust you to not put you in a dungeon. Yeah. So then to have her fleeing and have not even the beast be like, don't let her get away for the household to be like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to be a fucking human again. Hold a bitch down. It's like terrifying. Yeah. And then she only comes back to the house because the beast is about to bleed out. She's like, mm, guilt. Yeah. And not even, con- like, 
So in the animated movie, she has that moment where she's, you can kind of, I don't know how in an, in on paper and pencil, you feel more emotion and you feel more like con- connection to the characters versus mm-hmm. live action. Emma Watson being like a horse, I guess I will put him on it. And the, the like dialogue is really weird, well, because but she- in that scene and then all of a sudden he's getting in the castle and then he's shirtless and I'm so confused. Well, it's so confusing because there's a moment where like she dead looks like, I could just run. Yeah, bye. And let him die. And she like considers for a little too long and she's like, get on the horse. Like, oh, I could have let you die. I really could have, but we're like, whereas in the animated, like he hit the ground and she's like, fuck, I guess I'm going back to the castle because I can't leave him. And she says like a little prayer over her shawl and it's like Aww. so sweet. She like, she's like, you're so cute. there's something about you. <laughs> something in the way. No. Um, <laughs> so they're like, well, if, the ball, you know, if, if they don't fall in love and the rose keeps falling, we're all going to stay objects forever. Also, that the movie, like, up the thing of, like, no, we will stop even being animated objects. We'll just turn into objects permanently. Which, like, I get, like, it put more of a ticking clock on shit. Because mm-hmm. supposedly in this one, like, he's been the beast for a while. And it's like, we're immortal inanimate objects. Like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd like, be like, I don't want to bleed. I just want to be a cup. Sorry, I'm we good. don't have to eat, sleep, or breathe. It's amazing. Boop, um, boop. But also, like, when their lives are in danger, I'm like, are you really now? Um, be smashed to plate. None of y'all seem concerned. <laughs> um, so the book, pen, and paper, who are Crane, La Plume, and Webster, uh, are like, we're going to fix it. So Webster dictates a letter. La Plume writes it. The paper is also there. Um... <laughs> Chandelier wants to apologize to Lumiere, but he, like, won't come in the room where she's chained to the ceiling. So she can't apologize. And she's like, I just want to say that I'm sorry. Um, so the pigeon drops off the letter, and Belle goes, a letter? I wonder who it's from. Oh, it's probably from your Belle. Oh, I'm going to do that again so I don't sound stupid. So Belle's in her room, and the pigeon drops off the letter. And Belle's like, oh, I wonder who it could be. Oh, it's probably from, like, your dad or Gaston. Who the fuck do you think's sending you a letter in the castle, Belle? The only other person with hands. <laughs> she's not wrong. Duh. And she's like, oh my God, it's an apology letter. It's perfect. And she runs back to the beast and she's like, I'm so sorry. I I feel so bad. Um, and he's like, I accept this apology because it's very standard for you to apologize to me, even though I totally overreacted and freaked out. And, and you Belle's called like, me rude. And Belle's like, I was being stubborn and a fool. And it was all my fault. I'm like, what kind of fucking shit? Belle, who are you? Who like, gaslit her? Like, what just happened? She's he, like, I was being petty. I'm like, in what way? <laughs> he murdered some plates and, like, viciously attacked a book. Like, you don't need to say you're sorry. He should be like, I'm the, my, at standard, he, at the base minimum, he should be like, I'm sorry I let my temper get the best of me. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. Yeah, she doesn't owe him an apology. No. He was being rude. She called him rude. Yep. Just, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, My favorite scene. What is he eating? Walnuts? <laughs> They're my favorite. The <laughs> <laughs> he says it. So, Belle is sitting by the fire with Beast, and she's reading him some what story. What story is that? I have no idea. It sounded like Pride and Prejudice, because it's like, the circumstances of her birth had prevented her from, I'm like, what is she reading? <laughs> Um, and the beast is eating 
brown something. Brown nuts, brown balls. But, but they are crunchy, and he's, like, chewing with his mouth open, like, <laughs> as loud as she can. And, like, every time he starts to chew, Belle's like, and can't read when you're chewing that nut he's like but they're my favorite <laughs> no joke he says it like that definitely i don't 100%. know why and she's like well maybe you could eat them later uh-oh and the whole room was like oh fuck it's about to go down and he's like yeah i could <laughs> and okay. he sets them down and she's like see like you're getting so much better like ever since i read your letter i knew we were good and he's like the fuck you talking about what letter bitch and she's like the letter you wrote to me and the plume crane and Webster are like, boop, 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 boop. Got a blast. Hide. And Belle's like, I have the letter. And Beast's like, let me see it. And she shows him the letter. And he goes, she goes, it was written on your stationery by your pen. And he goes, yeah, it's a forgery. You wrote it. What? She wrote an apology letter to herself. And then brought it up to you? Mm-hmm. That all seems logical. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> no. And he's, I like that instead what? of just being like, yeah, I didn't say I'm sorry. I'll just take credit for someone else's work. It's fine. He's like genuinely butthurt that this entire thing is even happening. Like, how dare you think I said I'm sorry? I would never say I'm sorry for table flipping. <laughs> And then uh, Mrs. Or Mrs. Potts goes into the library and is like, y'all three need to own up. Like, y- you gotta. So the Beast uh, is running around the library trying to, or no, he's not finding them yet. Um, oh no, he is. The three of them come into Belle's bedroom and they're like, we wrote the letter. And the Beast just takes off after them. Yeah. He's gonna tear them to shreds. Again, the theme of this movie is murder. Is mur- okay, there's like a horrifying moment in Beauty and the Beast where Phoebe the Feather Duster is attacking someone and he grabs her and just starts ripping her feathers out. That, like, horrified me as a child. Unless maybe she's getting, like, her legs waxed. Like maybe that's the equivalent. Waxed? I don't know. Still not fun. No. Um, but And then La Plume is a feather. So I'm like, do all the feathers have sentience? <gasps> ah, it's horrible. Um, oh, the girl with the pearl earring uh-huh. uh, painting is in the original movie right outside her bedroom and it's in this too. It Aww. looks much crappier, but They're it's probably there. Traced. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Have you seen that meme where it's like there's a cat laying on a piece of paper and then like a little girl <laughs> traces it and it's like like the cat says like Greek mythology and then like the outline is like Roman mythology. <laughs> like someone that was like the cat. Disney sequels outline. <laughs> Disney direct video sequels. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> okay, it's the same thing. N- no. Nope. Um so Belle finds him and she's like, why did you do this? So like, we just wanted you guys to make up and we knew he would never apologize first. And like, it was all working out. And the beast is like, you're all banished. And anyone caught trying to help them is also banished. I'm like, hmm, where are my anthropomorphic fucking living magical objects supposed to fucking go in the world? Well, I was thinking like, why don't they just go to town and be like, hey, we're starting a circus. We are Amplipomorphic. I can't say that word. Amplipomorphic. <laughs> but they're just like, let's go to town. I'm like, you're going to get burned as witchcraft, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> or become millionaires and buy out that castle from the beast. Um, But they're like, where do we go? I'm like, fuck if I know. How is a piece of paper walking through the snow not dead? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't he get wet and melt? Not melt, but like. Disintegrate? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but Mrs. Potts is real worried and she's like, I should have said something because I knew they wrote the forgery and I didn't say anything. Uh, they think they've made it to town. Uh, they went in a whole circle. They're back at the castle. And just go walking straight in. I'm like, what? You know you can't go in there. But Belle's like, no, no, no. It's all my fault. I should have apologized first. This is all my fault. I'm like, no. what the fuck, Belle? No, girl, no. No, it's not. That's the thing I liked about her, like, to begin with, is, like, she knew, like, when he is at the castle door, or her bedroom door being like, come to dinner, and even, like, it would give me great pleasure if you would join me for dinner. She's like, no, thank you. Like, I'm not falling for your crap. Like, no. why all of a sudden is Don't she like... Don't gaslight me, bro. Right. Now she's like, it's totally my fault, you guys. So Spoiler alert, it's not. Belle goes outside and she's like, well, I'm going to bring you in the house, even though he said he'd kill you if he saw your faces again. And I'm sure he'll forgive you because I'm really good at getting him to forgive people. Mm-hmm. My superpower. Girl, you can't get him to apologize for anything. Um, So she sets them by the fire and the beast comes in and he apologizes to Belle and the book gang. Um, and then he gets irrationally happy. Like, he's like, that was easy. Apologizing makes me feel good inside. I'm like, pretty sure it's his heroine. He is like lit. He is like, I'm going to apologize to everyone. Oh, you get an apology. You get an apology. You get an apology. And Lumiere's like, oh my God, I should go fucking apologize. And then like outside the room, he's like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so Mrs. Potts is like, you need to go oh no uh chandelier we're all gonna come in here and the boys are gonna tell us about their adventure the three hours they wandered in the snow around the castle they're like we saw wolves i'm like no you didn't we saw snow yeah we all see snow and she's like and lumiere's gonna be there and y'all can apologize together it'll be all chill um and lumiere's like so you and she's like i apologize and she's like so you admit you were trying to outshine me he's like no i lower myself because i work well with you and then he gets all like, I'm so sorry. And they're cool. <laughs> Still don't get exactly what they were mad about or apologizing for. Nope. But I don't know if you know this. The theme of this vignette is forgiveness. Oh, we're about to get there. <laughs> we're about to get there. Um, <laughs> looking, I'm looking at my notes and I'm excited because I know what happens next. <laughs> so... Belle and the Beast and the gang are all sitting watching the sunset and they're like, wow, you know, we're all here to enjoy this day together. And it was all fixed with a single word. Now, I would think that single word would be sorry. Mm-hmm. No, but the single word and the dictionary goes forgiveness. We've never said that word in this episode. Or no, we sorry, have, but you've said apologize. Yeah, we've danced around it, but we actually haven't said yeah. it. Um, and they're like, well, we should leave Belle and the Beast to, like, enjoy the sunset together. And then the most fucking confusing scene. <laughs> they walk out. There was still snow all over the ground. And I'm going to recite it word for word. It's warm now. Soon it will be spring. Beautiful. <laughs> what? That is how romance is. That is love in a nutshell. It's warm now. Soon it will be spring. Beautiful. And that's how they fell in love. It's warm now. Soon it will be spring. Beautiful. A butterfly landed on her hand at one point, but... And then this is the thing that pisses me off more than anything. And even if it was a convention of the TV show, I think it's stupid. 
Belle sings a song at the end that is unattached to the story because like as she's singing it, it like basically shows a summary of the episode we just watched with some additional shots of her feeding birds. Yeah. And um, a, a shot of like going around a tree. Like, is that, this is that song where yeah. like he's behind her. It's like Matrix style where it's like, it's like it was the late 90s. So they, they were like. discovered that technology. They were like, oh, we'll have someone stationary and we'll go around it. And then you see him and they're like, we're talking to each other. Listen with our hearts. And they're like, we can all forget, forgive each other if we listen with our hearts. You're better than me because it's so forgettable to me. I remember nothing of that song. It's completely disconnected from the episode. And it's like, it's like if the episode happened and like that song was sung over the credits at the end, I can maybe get it. But mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't Belle just sing it at some point during the episode? Like, maybe when singing- they're on the balcony, like forgiveness is really great. Yeah. Let's go on a magic date. You're really good at those. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's super weird because, okay, Everyone's about to understand. I went on a Lindsay Ellis bitch the other day. <gasps> the queen. I love her. Me too. So Beauty and the Beast is fully is obviously full of diagenic songs where the songs are canonically being sung in the room. Functionally, they are being sung. I'm so excited that we're talking and about And this her. song is non-diagenic, which doesn't work. Nope. She's singing it in a... Vo- and it's not even like she's singing while she's feeding the birds. Like her mouth is not moving and it's like being sung above. It's like, forgiveness. She's just like staring blankly into the sky <laughs> it's so dumb every single person go on youtube watch anything Lindsay ellis has ever done mm-hmm. she's my queen and Lindsay ellis if you're listening to this be on my podcast be on my podcast be on my podcast i love you and let me come over because i love you so much I she love, accurately so much. she accurately because i'm so tired of people being like bell suffers from stockholm, stockholm syndrome. syndrome and she's like nope Next video. I'm like, yes, queen. Thank you. But then like she goes into it. But I'm like, thank you. Did you watch her fucking video on Phantom of the Opera? Of course. Of Where course. The swig of wine. <laughs> and like goes to take another one and just like flips to a bottle of whiskey. And she like, flips to a bottle of tequila. And I love that she has like Funyuns. I'm like, yeah. She's yes. Like, I, I wish I was dead. <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. I'm it like, just sucks yes. when you love something so much. And then like you get... That Phantom or like 2017 Beauty and the Beast, and you're just like, oh, it could have been so much better. Because it's funny, because she's like, that is exactly the reason why I hated it, but I couldn't put it into words. Like, she put it exactly, I'm like, this was bad and I hate it. Yeah, I can't tell you why exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. ooh, like, fucking Emmy Rossum can't sing. We all know. But like, and like the thing she explained of like, there's no reason to do it this way just because they did it on stage. It's stupid. Right. It is. That is dumb. Yeah. Like, oh, Although my dad finally watched it. My mom like loves it. Mm-hmm. And my dad's like, Emmy Rosam has a beautiful voice. I'm like, how are we related? The line in Lindsay Ellis's review is like, okay, I'm going to review this. I'm not going to say the things that everyone else is, which is that Gerard Butler can't sing. Nope. And Emmy Rosam sounds like every bitch from your, your high school choir. That's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> she's not a bad. She's no, just she's aggressively just basic. average. Yes. She's aggressively average. And my dad is marveled at this. And I'm like, you <sighs> are, how are we related? This is my question. Thank God. Okay. To the second segment called Fifi's Folly. Otherwise known as Fifi is a sociopath. <laughs> it's, yes. Again, the theme of this movie is murder. murder. Because th- this like SSDGM, but like 
she accidentally almost murders herself. Like, there's... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's real bad. This is Fifi's folly. Fifi's dusting. And she's dizzy with love. La, 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 she is the la. most aggressively French person in the castle. Yeah, why... Her and Lumiere are the only people with French accents, which... Is that, like... Does that mean that they would have American accents? Like, if this was French? I don't know. But they're both aggressively French. Um, (laughs) And she's like, it's the fifth anniversary of my first date with Lumiere. I'm like, it's been five years. He hasn't put a ring on it. Sad. Yeah. Um, Get with it. I mean, yeah, you haven't had fingers maybe for five years, but still. Put a ring on her handle. (laughs) Um, The ring can be anthropomorphic. Um, So she's like oh, I bet we're going to go on, like, a boat ride or, like, a sleigh ride. Like, he's going to get me... Ru- It'll be amazing. And Lumiere's like, it's the first anniversary of our fifth date. And Belle's like, fifth anniversary of your first date. And, like, she's expecting everything. And he's like, uh-huh, fuck. <laughs> um, so he's like, I'm going to write down this great love speech to her. So he's writing on a piece of paper, which is not Crane. Mm-mm. Because he's a candle. He's a lit candle mm-hmm. writing on a piece of paper. We should let him near paper. The paper catches on fire, blows to the top of a bookshelf. The books have been shown to be alive. And it's, the library is on fucking fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So naturally, what you do is you call a bathtub to come and Not help you. Not a bathtub, you. gravy boat. Yes. So I, finally, after watching this movie since 98, I always was confused. I was like, why is there a bathtub? Well, now I, I know. I think he's a bathtub until like the final shot of this episode when you see him next to Belle and you're like, oh, that's a gravy boat. Like, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Which sizing in this episode, again, like poor animation, like Cogsworth size is always changing. I'm like, I, I give up. Like, I have no idea. Like Lumiere is like knee high to Belle and sometimes he's like ankle high. It's so confusing. <laughs> so the teacups all come in and they're being a teacup brigade of throwing water up and they can't get high enough because it's like the very top shelf and Belle walks by and she's like, Mrs. Potts, come with me. The library is on fire. And, she, and, Be- and Mrs. Potts is like, but I have master's tea. And Belle's like, I think he'll fucking forgive us. Yeah, his castle's on fire, bitch. We have priorities. So she pours Mrs. Potts over the books, puts the fire out. And she's like, what the fuck, Lumiere? And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like trying to, I don't understand why this fire had to happen. To Narratively, fill nothing. up time. I guess. Um, so Lumiere says to Belle, he's like, I was writing her a big speech. And she's like, you don't want to write her a speech. He goes, Belle, you know nothing about women. Monsieur, I know a little. I know a little. I thought that was charming. I am one. I thought that, I, I found that to be endearing. My note says, heart, heart. And so he like, has a, he's like, your lips are as red as the reddest rose that ever. She's like, that sounds rehearsed. And he's like, I can do love. I can't do sincerity. I'm like, that's a terrifying line. <laughs> right. That is a horrifying line. So, I'm a sociopath. Yeah, so everyone in this castle is a murderous sociopath. Belle, get out. Belle, run. The beast is not the biggest monster in the castle. <laughs> the candlestick is. So Belle's like, I'm going to help you. And Fifi overhears and basically thinks that Belle's trying to steal her man. I'm like, what could she do with a candlestick? Don't answer that. Nope, There's don't probably answer. something online that tells me. And don't imagine. Just And don't Google. Don't Google. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's hot wax. There's all sorts of horrible things that could happen. There's la, 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 la. This is me not, not imagining. Not thinking about it. Nope, nope, nope. Um, So Lumiere uh, 
tells Belle what the date was while also kind of semi-recreating it. He's like, so we went on a walk, and Phoebe's like, they're going on a walk. And he's like, and then we, you know, look at the fountain. They're looking at the fountain. Like, <laughs> she's stealing my map. And then I serenaded her with a song. She's like, that's our song. I'm like, Fifi, I understand why you're mad, but also, like, read the room. Um, right, like, and I, I, like, fine, yeah, they're doing all this, but they're not doing romantic things. It's more like, this couch is where we made out for the first time. They're not making out. Yeah. And also, isn't the whole idea to get Belle to fall in love with the Beast? Yeah. Like, why are you freaking out, girl? Because she's a sociopath. Yeah, she crazy. So, Belle is helping, like, write out the letter, or, like, write out the speech for Lumiere, and... Oh, Phoebe's like, oh, how are you doing, you wicked enchantress? Oh, like, what? What'd you say? Excuse me? She's like, nothing, you stupid vixen. I'm like, god damn. Like, this, this took a turn. Yeah. So Lumiere is trying to coordinate with the tuba. So his weird method is, I want this to be a surprise. And by a surprise, I mean if Phoebe walks into the room, I pretend like I can neither see nor hear her. <laughs> so she's like, mon amour. Why are you talking to the tuba? And he's like, oh, look, Belle is here. And she's like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, um. But I love the tuba. He's so cute. He talks like this. He is a tuba. He talks really low. So Mrs. Potts finds a crying Fifi. Um, and she's like, Lumiere doesn't love me anymore. And she's like, I don't think you know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um, so Lumiere is talking to the tub gravy boat gravy boat tub um oh that is a great question i actually don't know his name find his name i bet i can when you want to listen to a podcast listen to the stupid sequel podcast okay so there's uh there's tubaloo i'm guessing that's the tuba yeah and then yeah, Tubaloo, and then the... Um, Chef Bouche, Punchbowl. His just name is Punchbowl. <laughs> There's one called Trace, and another one called Showed. Oh, those are the, the oven mitts. Tray and Show. Very hot! <gasps> Their name is very oh! hot! Oh my god. Concertina is the accordion. Eggbeater. Doesn't get a fucking name. <laughs> no, that was his name from birth. Okay, so there's... Oh, so is he the Punchbowl? His name is Punchbowl. That's Jim Cummings. Okay. He's not a punch bowl. He's still whatever. So the, he, they're talking like a punch bowl, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You should help us. You should help, help us. us have a sleigh ride because if you don't, I know the master's been trying to get rid of some silver. You know, like the beast threw his like yard sale last week. What the <laughs> fuck? You gotta pay for that firewood. And he freaks the fuck out. He's like, well, "I'll do anything. I don't. I don't want to get kicked out into the snow." Like, um, and so Fifi, um. Starts, like, flirting with Cogsworth. Gross. She's like, that's the way to do it, is to make him jealous. Literally in my note, it says, Fifi flirting with Cogsworth equals gross. And also, Cogsworth is gay. <laughs> okay, And Lumiere's yeah. his boyfriend. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, it is now canon. It is now canon. Um, and so Cogsworth is like, ah, a woman's talking to me. I don't like it. Lumiere and Bella's like, we don't see or hear you. Um, <laughs> Can't hear your cries for help. <laughs> So Lumiere straight turns himself into a weld, welding thing. Like his frame like flips and like turns blue and he's like welding skis to the punch bowl. What the fuck? And uh, so they're discussing the details of the date and she's like, uh, over my dead body. Oh no, over bells. Yeah. So she goes into the, the barn where the punch bowl is waiting. The punch bowl is alive, people. 
And she brings the scissors, which are also alive, and tells the scissors to, like, cut 90% of the way through the sleigh reins, but not all the way. The punch bowl just sits there and lets this happen. And the scissors aren't like, why are we sabotaging a sleigh? The scissors are like, okay. (laughs) I do whatever you say. And she calls her a vixen and a backstabber. uh, And she's like, and I will leave the castle and you will never see me again. She's like a little tiny fur-lined cape. Actually, it was pretty cute. I'm like, but where do you buy that? Who made a cape for a I'm so confused. Does Target sell that? Yes. And so she goes to like walk out the door and Lumiere's like, you're ready for our date? And she's like, our date? He's like, yeah, it's our anniversary, babe. And she's like, oh, okay. So like the band plays the little song and they're sitting by the fountain and she gets into the sleigh without saying like, hey, Lumiere, does that tie look a little ripped to you? Or anything? maybe, uh, I have a stomachache. I don't feel like being in a sleigh. Let's literally do anything else. Punchbowl's not like, she was here like an hour ago cutting through that shit. Like, nothing. Mm-mm. And like, so Sultan the footstool is pulling the sleigh as fast as he can and like going around the sharpest turns possible. <laughs> and like every time they go around a corner, Phoebe's like, ah, and he's like, it's okay, babe. We're totally safe. You're just scared because you're a lady. It's okay. I'm here to get you. But... And a horse tears and the tub goes shooting off down (laughs) the snow in an act of non-physics like you wouldn't believe it goes up a ramp does it go off the ramp no it cuts a sharp left on like two legs and is spinning also since when do uh punch bowls have legs was oh yeah that's why i thought it was a claw tooth bathtub all these years careening off they go over the edge and like the arm of the punch bowl tub catches on a tree and like Lumiere falls out but like snags himself and like Fifi falls out and he like catches her. Belle sees all of this going down and she's like oh fuck. Um, she like they hear the screaming and Belle is like Mrs. Potts and she's like uh yeah what they're screaming and and what of it. So she, she gives no fucks. She gets like the whole gang to like run down and Lumiere's like well I'm dangling by one arm holding the love of my life. I'll get out this piece of paper to read with my speech and he's like Fifi, you are, and it like blows out of his hand. He's like, no, I'm like, don't scream like that when your bitch is hanging by a friend. And she's, he's like, Fifi, I just want to say to you. She's like, uh-huh. And he's like, just like, I want to, she's like, mm-hmm. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, fucking finally. I'm like, has he not said I love you yet? For five years? And also he totally has Angelique as a side piece. Oh so. yeah, his Christmas side bitch. Right. And Cogsworth, because like. Can you feel Wartime gay. love tonight? Um, and so just as he says, I love you, Belle, like, throws the accordion down and, like, whips him back up instantaneously. Like, they're fine. And also, I don't think that's how things work. I'm no scientist, but I'm not sure that's how gravity works. No. With, like, I didn't... Okay, physics yeah. be... Physics, physics be, be damned. damned. <laughs> um, but the tuba's there, and that made me happy. The tuba's there. And that's it. This one doesn't get a song. Then it's over. And. And. Okay, the third segment called uh, Mrs. Potts has seasonal effectiveness disorder. <laughs> that is my first note. I'm like, oh, she's seen. My mom has that. It's such a bummer. And it's clearly genetic. Okay, so Mrs. Potts is sitting in the dining room and they're like, you seem really down. She goes, the gray weather always makes me sad. Did the same to my mom. But aren't you, aren't you same English? To my dad. Like, isn't it always rainy, cloudy? French. No, I know, but she's British. I don't know. But pretty, she has seasonal affective disorder. Like, mm-hmm. the, the cold weather makes her sad. Um, 
And she's like, well, the only nice thing is like being a teapot in cold weather is like people want tea all the time. And Belle's like, I'd love a cup. And she pours it. And she's like, um, I think he forgot something. And she's like, what? She goes, this is just warm water. You forgot the tea. And Mrs. Potts looks like, like if she was a human, she would have got like a stupid, stupid, stupid. Like <laughs> she like loses it a little bit. She's yeah. Like, I'm so fucking dumb. And she's like, and Belle's like, it's okay. It's like, fine. It's no just, big deal. We all make mistakes. And she's like, I, I just don't know what to do. Belle's like, go to my room. It's like warm in there and like lay down. Do they need to sleep? Well, the teacups go to sleep and be our guests, but then are woken up to dance and sing for Belle. So I don't know. Who knows? Um, so the castle has been leaking all night because it rained and the beast has been repairing the roof. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's a prince. Like, my dad doesn't, my dad is no prince. My dad is from, like, Brooklyn. Like, he doesn't get on the roof and repair the roof. Of a castle. He calls a roofer. What are you doing, Beast, repairing the roof? Don't you have people for that? And, like, the Beast, who can, like, barely read or write and, like, <laughs> eats dishes, like, by, like, all, like just handing them into his face. He, like, doesn't use silverware. It's like, oh, give me my hammer and my jackknife and my <laughs> saw and some lumber. Like, what the fuck? I'll figure this out. I'm smart, Beast. Like, no, you're not. So, basically, and also he was, like, uneducated and was transformed when he was a child. So, like, oh, yes, I'm a prince. I know fencing, French, and carpentry. <laughs> Um, he's so no Harrison Ford. He, knocked he him doesn't out. know carpentry. It knocked him out and he's like dead to the world asleep. And they're like, let him sleep. How? Oh, question. How asleep is he? He's so asleep. We'll get to it. It's about, <laughs> you know, I think it's the next line. Yeah, I think it's coming. Oh no. So the next is Chandelier magically can hear. She can hear perfectly she can hear fine. Now. And she's in a different room than the room she was in before. Terrifying. <laughs> um, and so... So Cogsworth sends a letter to someone who can predict the weather. Al Roker, I assume? Because I'm like, they didn't have meteorology at this point. Um, and so they decide they're going to throw a party for Mrs. Potts until, like, the weather turns. And they're like, you know, we'll get flowers and we'll get, like, a music and it'll be great. She can't eat. So I don't know why we're making a cake. I don't think she can smell because water comes out her nose. Oh, she's like, oh my god, she's a neti pot. <laughs> um, and they're like... Oh, and we're going to, like, put the music together. Like, but the master is sleeping. And Belle goes, a Mardi Gras couldn't wake him. Okay. What? So. What? Assuming that this, like, this movie either happens once upon a time and far away or in a real time period, which we. 1740s. We as the internet have deduced as, like, yeah, at the end of the, of the 18th century, late 1700s. Mardi Gras doesn't start until 1840 in New Orleans, Louisiana. It actually started in ancient Rome in 133 BC. Just kidding. My facts are nothing. I know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, no. The the festival that it originated from started in then. It wasn't called Mardi Gras until the 1840s. There we go. So Belle is a time lord? Belle is... It makes sense. Okay, great. It right. does. It's canon. Canon. Time <laughs> um, and so they decide to go to Chef Bouche, which is French for mouth, um, and they're going to make a cake. And the oven mitts are tray and showed, which means very hot. And one is blue and, and one, one is red. And they're husband and wife. They're like, your wife is an idiot. I'm like, they're married to oven mitts. Amazing. Um, and so one of them is like, oh, well, Mrs. Potts' favorite cake is angel food. Oh, Lumiere says her favorite, no, Cogsworth, Cogsworth says her favorite cake is angel food. And Lumiere says, no, it's devil's food. 
and they're arguing, arguing, arguing. They're like, we'll figure it out. This is just a side note, but it's something that irritates me. So Mrs. Potts walks, quote unquote, by hopping. Mm-hmm. And they always do this weird metallic noise. It sounds like metal. Okay, like this is the sound of ceramic. Like it makes this sound, but they make it sound like this. Like it's metal hitting a cup. She's hitting a metal pin against her mug. So. Yeah. Like. And this, the, the castle's not metal. Uh, it's brick, wood. And it doesn't matter if she's inside, outside, on grass, on snow, on stone, on carpet. She makes that metallic tingy noise. And like, it's so loud compared to the other, like to them talking. It's like, oh my God, what are we doing today? Well, we're going around the castle and I thought we'd go to the um, kitchen and we'd make a cake. And it's so irritating. It's so loud. Um, so the tuba and the accordion are in practice. Lumiere's having them play a song which already exists. And Cogsworth is like, no, 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 no. I'm going to write an original piece of music. He's like writing sheet music. He's like knows all these music terms. Keep that in mind. Yep. Keep it in mind. Yep. No, I have a note about that. <laughs> um, so they're preparing the songs. Um, so they're arguing over which cake they should do, what music they should do. And the mixer is concerned about his job. Like the mixer is concerned about job security. It's like, you've got job security. Good. You're an enchanted object in an enchanted castle. Pretty much the only, yeah. the only person hiring you is the beast. Like, what are you worried about? Yeah. So Cogsworth and Lumiere decide to go to the greenhouse. What? And the greenhouse is attached to the castle. Like they walk out of the greenhouse, like not outside. Mm-hmm. And in, I'm like, that wouldn't work. The humidity would rot the castle from the inside. <laughs> That's why greenhouses are separate buildings. <laughs> and also, y'all have roses and lilies in the dead winter snow. What the fuck? <laughs> How? So they're like, her favorite flowers are lilies. No, her favorite flowers are roses. Um, and so Mrs. Potts runs into them after they've made all the flowers. And so they're like, what are all the flowers for? And they're like, the master mm-hmm. yes for them flowers remember how when bell had a rose he like nearly tore her face off <laughs> no he now grows roses in our greenhouse and they're his favorite and so they to cover they go to the west wing which i'm pretty sure was forbidden but now like everyone just goes there all the time all the time uh and they leave lilies for him at the foot of his bed yep Real as easy. you do so the kitchen staff is still arguing about what kind of cake to make. And Belle says what I thought they should have said. Step one, a two-layer cake. Ta-da! Or two cakes. Ta-da! And also, who will be eating this cake? Belle and Beast are the only ones with mouths. <laughs> because if all of these anthropomorphic animals can eat, animals, objects can eat, you need way more than one cake. Uh-huh. And if none of them can eat, Making a cake seems kind of cruel. <laughs> Here's this cake. You can't eat it. Rub your spout in it. Shove. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, God. So, Chip is, have, is like, oh, everyone's fighting all the time because the only person who can make everyone get along is my mom. And they're like, I know, and she's the person we need to cheer up. It's so ironic. Oh, my God. So Cogsworth is writing music for instruments they don't have. He's like, and then the harp, and then the piano. They're like, we don't have a harp. And he's like, and fucking flourish with the tuba, bitch. Like, so this is one of my big pet peeves in movies, period, mm-hmm. is when they talk about music, but it's completely incorrect on screen. So he's like, we'll go with the, 
with we'll go with an E sharp. I'm like, but you're in the key of C. What chord would demand an E sharp? Is my question. And like the music, like what he's saying doesn't translate to sheet music. He's like, and then we'll have a grand crescendo, and then a movement, and then an applause, and then a finale. And like he's like, oh yes, of course. And just is like writing sheet music. I'm like, no, nope. And like, and also it's just one staff. I'm like, you're. Just one staff of music is going to hold all of that information for all the different instruments? And, like, instruments? even when he writes crescendo, there's no crescendo on the page. Like, <laughs> music nerds. Um, so Lumiere is like, well, fuck the lilies. I'm going to make rose arrangements. But, of course, Mrs. Potts runs into him, and they're like, we're going to put those in the master's room. So now the master's room is just fucking full of flowers. Um, and so the pigeon comes back with a note. We don't know what it says. Mm-mm. They're like, oh, the note's back. Then I'll say something about the weather. No. Um, so the beast is starting to wake up as Lumiere and Cogsworth are arguing over the music. They're trying to write together. Um, and Lumiere, oh, he opens the window to get the message from the pigeon. The wind blows and it blows all of the sheet music into the fire. Murder. And that's this episode's murder. murder. Welcome to my favorite sequel, Murder. <laughs> um... And he's like, you did that on purpose to burn our music because you want your song to get played. And he's like, no, I didn't. I opened the window for the pigeon and the wind fucking blew. Like He's like legit, genuine, like, oh, no, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. Also, why are you writing music? Can't you just sing like, you're a teacup with the spout. Hope you're feeling better. Hope the sun comes out today and changes all the weather. Did you pre-write these? No, I just make Jesus them up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My, oh my god. It's my useless superpower. It is amazing. <laughs> um, oh my god. So uh, Lumiere goes to the kitchen and he's like, hey, oven mitt, we both know that she really wants some angel food cake. So like, hook it up. Make your half bigger. And Cogsworth is like, hey, other oven mitt, <laughs> we know what she really wants. Make it bigger. Um... So Belle is talking to the armoire about like, oh my God, we're trying to put this all together and we're not going to have flowers and we're trying to figure out the cake and like da 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 um, And she's like, well, I'm going to sneak into the beast room and like grab the flowers real quick. She somehow gathers every flower arrangement <laughs> in her arms and is walking and the beast like rolls over and like smacks and ruins every single one. Every single flower. Like they are bare stems. I'm Just. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Good thing he didn't get your face. And Belle would have no face. Um, she, would have had, she would have had a Kylo Ren scar. Oh, she was badass. Yeah. And then she would have just walked around with high-waisted black pants. Up to her tits. Up to her like, tits. <laughs> I've changed. I, I'm Kylo Bell. I'm <laughs> Kylo Bell. So the cake literally blows the door off the oven. Um, Which, ouch? Chef Bouche? Yeah. And so Belle's like, okay, so this party will not have flowers or cake. Or Chip is like... There's got to be no cake at the party. And Mrs. Potts is like, what party? It's like, God damn it, Chip. Um, Chip, you had one job. It was to shut up. And so Belle sets Mrs. Potts by the fire. And she's like, I just like hate when everyone's fighting. And Chip's like, well, the party will cheer you up. And he's like, no, no, no. Your mother's clinically depressed. And he's like, no party. But I want a party. I'm like, you're an asshole, Chip. We planned a party as a big surprise. And now it sucks. Um... So they're like, well, fuck. We, like, fucked this all up for Mrs. Potts. So they all set aside their differences. And they have the cake and the music ready. And they're all happy together. And then the sun comes out. And Mrs. Potts is like, yay. 
the sunshine. And the beast wakes up and he sees all the roses and lilies and he sneezes. And sure scene. glad he was here. Yeah. Because he was not at all involved in Fifi's folly. Nope. And in this one, he slept and hit some flowers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's called Belle's Magical World. Fuck the beast. <laughs> He's barely here. Just like, okay, for those of you buying Legos for yourself, if you buy the castle set of Legos, it's called Belle's Castle. I'm like, girl, she got in there, got her name on the deed like that. She was like, hi, <laughs> we're in love. Also, we're going to need to change some. Like, the I need all of this in my, my name. name. Now I get everything in the divorce. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm mad, but also impressed. I'm both. Um, And so then we get another weird, unconnected song about, like, seeing things from another person's point of view called A Little Thought. Okay, but I, I actually like this song. Cause oh, I hated it more than the other. And I liked it. It's like, have a little thought, have a little faith, and we'll all be okay. Like, okay, I guess. Be nice to each other, because I'm your mother. Boop, boo doo 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 So the third and final segment is called Broken Wing. They really stretched their creativity when it came to writing the titles. <laughs> Broken Wing, like on a bird. Mrs. Potts Party, because it's about a party for Mrs. Potts. The perfect word. Forgiveness. There's just, what does that remind me of? Hamilton. Can you, can you imagine... Forgiveness. Yeah. Yep. That was it. Yep. Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. He's like, I'm pretty sure he's Jesus. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down with that ship. I read a really interesting quote of his where they're like, "Bitch, you're doing too much. You're doing so much shit." He goes, "I'm gonna explain something to you. People think that like fame and like being famous and like well known is like having." A mushroom in Super Mario. Like, it bumps you up and you just get to, like, go forever. It's more like a gold star. You are invincible, but it is very temporary. Mm-hmm. And you know that, like, high-pitched music that, like, plays, like, your time's <laughs> running? And he, goes, <laughs> he goes, that's what I hear in my head all the time. Because I'm just waiting for the star to run out. And maybe I'm doing too much, but I would rather do too much with the Smite Star than be like, fuck, I only got four coins and a mushroom. Like... I'm like, Lynn, you're so smart. Lynn, Did just, you have some stumbles, like, bring it on the musical? Yeah. I, oh, But then yeah. you did Hamilton, so, like, you win. And Moana, and he was, I loved him in Mary Poppins. I still haven't seen it. I haven't. Dude, the last movie I saw in theaters was fucking Incredibles 2. Boo-doo, boo-boo-doo. Still haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh, Belle's in it. Still haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse. Eh. St- I, 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 I haven't seen Venom. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen anything. Uh, I see Avengers and Pixar movies. That's it. I'm so out of it. And Star Wars. I just see Disney movies. Because uh, I can... Because you, your aunt can get you on for, in for free. You know that? Yeah. So oh, you I could just, just see Disney time. movies. Oh, yeah. That old time. thing. That little detail. I have money. I just don't have time. See, and I'm the opposite. I have zero money and now lots of time. I know. I used to pirate everything, but now I'm like, so much effort. Like, right? And you have to wait for China to get it. I'm like, impatient. Yeah. Um, okay, so the final segment, Broken Wing. Um, On the wings of love, up and above the cloud. This is a real song, though. I, I know oh, the okay. song. It's <laughs> on the wings of love. I digress. <laughs> uh, so the Beast is prepping for lunch with Belle. He's like, like, 
get flowers, music. I'm like, so you're just stealing Miss Potts' party. Yeah, and, Rude. He, and he's st- still calling her the girl. It's like, no, no, you know her name. Yeah, because canonically, this is supposed to fall after the Christmas shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know this her would name. It make more sense if this fell before the Christmas shit. Like, they've only been in the castle for together for like a week. Like, it would fall together a lot better. Because, like, he's still pretty angry and violent. Right. I would have loved to have this seen... This is, like, pre-Wolf Attack. Isn't this post... This is post... Yeah, it should. Yeah. It should be pre-Wolf Attack. Yes. Like, the way he's acting. Oh! We broke it. I'm okay. But I always thought, like... I love, I love the idea of having a Beauty and the Beast TV show, but it should be, like... Him trying too hard, like wearing, I don't know why I figured like Tracy Morgan gold chains and like a big hat with a feather and being like Mademoiselle. And the moral is like, just be yourself because oh, I like you. I thought you meant like in general, he should have <laughs> his character. I'm like, no, what the fuck? I'm just saying like there, there's potential to have a no, show here. Because the whole show is the beast is an asshole and Belle goes, I guess I can handle it again and again and again. Fuck, if I watch this TV show, I might think she has Stockholm Syndrome because this yeah. bitch is gaslit left, right, and center. Yeah. Or I thought, you know the show Wishbone? It's a little dog. <gasps> yes! Okay. Oh, I love Wishbone! Now, imagine that, but with Belle, of like every episode starts with like, oh, Belle, what are we reading today? Like, um, Jack and the Beanstalk or like some fairy tales. And mm-hmm. it's like them, like all the characters, mm-hmm. but like doing the thing. So like sometimes the beast is the prince and it's cute and charming because they love each other. At uh, other times, he's like a goat. I don't know. Yeah. I was, Disney, call me. Yeah. Do it. Do it. The beast has a tear in his cape and he says to Cogsworth, like, yo, you were supposed to get this fixed last week. Are you losing control of your staff? And the Cogsworth like, no, I, I don't know why it wasn't fixed. Um, so there's a little bird. He's flying around the castle and he keeps getting like buffeted around by the wind and he eventually gets like smacked into Belle's window and Belle's in her room in the armoire. It's like, no, really the master's great. If you could just get look, look past his personality and his appearance and his manners and his hygiene and his taste in clothes and his complete lack of humor and his breath. I'm like, Jesus Christ. She is a terrible wing woman. I love her. <laughs> um, and... Belle opens the window because there's a little sad bird and the armoire starts sneezing immediately. I'm like, oh, inanimate objects can have allergies. Good to know. That means she still has a sinus system. So, all the questions. See, this is why Beauty and the Beast can only be an hour and a half long because the second you extend it longer, the logic of the universe falls in upon itself. Yeah. It doesn't work. Um, So, she's allergic to birds and she's like, the Beast hates animals. And she's like, he is one. <laughs> Burn. He has, he has a dog. Right. And a horse. Does he have a horse? Well, now he oh, has that's a horse. horse. He's got Philippe. Yeah, that's right. And in the live action movie, he was excited or nervous to pet it? Or he was petting it? I don't know. Oh, and then they were walking and talking at some point. Yeah. But no, he hates animals. Like, he is one. Okay. Um, And... So she hears a knock at the door and she hides the bird inside the armoire. <laughs> the beast nearly beats down her door. This is why I'm like, this has to be pre-wolves. Right. Because he's acting ridiculous instead of being like, hey, I've chilled out a little. You're pretty cool. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. And he and he's she's like, you will come to lunch with me. And she's like, oh, really? I'm fucking coming to lunch with you? And he's like, I mean. Will you please have lunch with me or do you have plans? And she's like. I hardly have plans. Like, 
No, bitch. I don't have plans. Oh, no. I'm actually having it with the King of Spain. Duh. Jennifer's coming over and we're going to do like our facial thing. And then um, Lydia's coming over. And like Real Housewives will be great. <laughs> we're going to do a Mary Kay party. Um, And so Cogsworth is like, oh, well, yeah, she could. She, she should come to lunch with you because you're the master. The master gets to do whatever he wants with his lunch. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, get your tongue out of his ass. Like, <laughs> Enabler. And so he's the armoire is just sneezing up a storm because the bird is inside her horrifying implication Ooh, that just got gross yep um and the the beast is like i smell something i'm like the fuck and bell's like no 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 nothing nothing and he's like oh well <laughs> go away um <laughs> and bell's like how can he hate this little bird and the armoire is like because it's beautiful and lovely and sweet everything he's not i'm like God damn, Armoire! She's savage. You're rude. Um, and so the bird has a little broken wing. Nah. And so Belle... Belle makes it a splint. And they're feeding him water from the teacup. They're pouring a bath over him from Mrs. Potts. And he's just like, I'm a bird and I'm loving it. Um, so Cogsworth has all the dishes and silverware like lined up like little army soldiers. He's like, this dinner will be amazing. And we all will be amazing and the food will be great. And you'll all be in order and like... Lumiere's chasing Fifi and like the the forks are like sword fighting and the plates are spinning around and he's like what the fuck like <laughs> get it together the cutteries cu- no, uh, the, the cutteries cutting up the dishes won't do my wishes and even the goose pate won't obey I'm like <laughs> okay Dr. Seuss <laughs> um and so Mrs. Potts basically like blows her whistle I'm like mm, she's a teapot not a tea kettle she can't whistle like that true and she's like everybody do your jobs and he's they're like okay we love you and Cocker's like the fuck and she's like you have to be nice to them they listen to me. I wonder what the message of this episode's gonna be. Pizza. They're not telegraphing it at all. <laughs> like that they're not even spoon feeding you the moral. They're like shoving it down your this throat. Is the message. <laughs> um, so the beast is pacing around waiting for Belle. And lunch was at noon exactly. Noon sharp. Noon o'clock. It's 12.07. <laughs> Belle is running late. Maybe she thought it was at night. he yells that so loud and the music is so dramatic oh my god i have to drop it in right here i am hungry perhaps she thought i meant he yells so loud for no reason um so bell is still taking care of the bird and the baby's like i'm hungry and so he goes to get her and he walks in and Belle's like trying to hide the bird behind her. And the beast just goes chasing it through the castle. He's going to smash this bird with his fist. Like, because the theme of this movie is murder. murder. He's like stomping his feet. He's literally trying to murder this bird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, you have to get rid of it. And she's like, no. And the bird goes down the stairs. The beast falls head over ass, <laughs> slams his head on the ground, and cold knocks himself out. Yeah. The saddest music plays and Belle's like, Beast, wake up! I'm like, did they like just steal, like, steal this from like when he died? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? They just had extra Paige O'Hara being amazing and they were like, mm, copy paste. And so the bird starts like singing like, ding dong, bitch is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and the bird song wakes the beast up and he like looks at me and he's like, it's beautiful. I'm like, is he concussed? I think he is. 
Um, the bird song is mediocre at And best. he's like, it's okay. the bird will never leave now. I'm going to put it in a cage and it will sing only for me. And Pal's like, you can't do that. He's like, I do what the fuck I please. But get it? It's a metaphor. Because he put her in a cage and oh. he's in a cage. And now the bird's in a cage. Cageception. Um, <laughs> so the dishes still won't listen to Lumiere because they're trying to reschedule the lunch to dinner. Um, and... Although, actually, I thought that B story was cute. Cogsworth's little, like, I'm going to be militant. And it's like, no, be nice. And then people will like you. Nope. Um, and so he, like, sends the silverware to the silverware drawer, which is a punishment, apparently. They're like, <laughs> you don't get to get eaten with it. It's like, oh, no, I don't get to go in their mouth. <laughs> what? Is it a reward or a punishment to be used? Ooh. So the bird in the cage won't sing. And the beast is just, like, yelling at it. Like, sing! <laughs> sing for me! Nope. And the bird won't sing and also doesn't speak English or French. Um, <laughs> so Cogsworth is like, maybe you have to sing first. And the beast goes, you sing. And Cogsworth goes, I know nothing about music. But, oh. He wrote an entire concert. Yeah, he did. Like yeah. sheet music and. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so the, the Cogsworth tries to sing. He's a horrible singer. Never Which mind, is... he sings and be our guest and is perfectly fine. Right. And it's David Ogden Steyer who sings as Radcliffe and is lo- he's lovely yeah. and charming and rest in peace. And he's like, I, I am a bad singer. And so the Beast is like, I'll sing. And he doesn't sing. He just like, hums. He's like, ha, 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 ha. And the bird is like, I'll fucking like this shit. Um, and so Beast is like, go get Belle. Belle will sing. Belle will make the bird sing. I, so much. So Belle is looking at the birds outside, like, they're free, unlike me and my bird friend. And Cox is like, come inside. And she's like, I'm busy. And he's like, come inside anyway. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she really sticks to her guns. What? Huh? To um, be fair, like, what el- what is there to do in the castle? It's like, well, I read a book, and then I've walked in the snow, and now I'm drinking tea, and that's it. That's what? That's yep. it. Yep. So... She, he's really unhappy because the bird won't sing and Belle's like it won't sing because it's in a cage and he's like it will only sing for me those are my orders she's like it's a bird it doesn't understand or care about orders um stupid so the whole castle's depressed because everybody's mad and yelling about the bird and the beast takes the bird up to the west wing and you think he's about to like smash and then bird. he eats the bird the end he just shoves it into his <laughs> mouth whole bones and all like an orlan <laughs> swallows it all uh no, he like he doesn't just open the cage door. He rips the cage like he just rips a hole out of it. Which like can someone establish his strength? Because I don't understand. Like Gaston and him were like fighting and evenly matched. Yeah, evenly matched because Gaston is buff, and I'm sure like Beast is not exactly working out, but no. he's also Beast. So like, but then he's just like metal. I shall rip it. And so he has the bird in his hand, and he literally he's about to just like close it and squish, <laughs> and he's like, it's tough. I'm like, oh, fuck. And he goes, to take your splint off and see if your wing is better. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> also, it's been a day. Like, so he takes the splint off and Cogsworth is like, hold on to the bird. It'll fly away. And he's like, no, look, he trusts me. Look. And he like throws the bird out the window and the bird's like, I'm flying. I'm flying. I'm falling. <laughs> and just starts to fall. But it like just hits the roof. It's okay. And the beast is like, oh, no. And goes like flying out of the window to save this bird which is fine and Cogsworth is like clinging to his cape and the bird like he gets the bird in one hand and 
the beast goes sliding down the roof. Like, he's about to fall. Cogsworth is, like, <laughs> holding onto the edge of his cape, which starts ripping. He's like, oh, fuck, I still didn't get this fixed. And the moral of that story is always do your chores or you will die. Always get your, t- always get your cape fixed. And so Belle sees all of them dangling from the roof. A lot of people dangling and Belle having to rescue them. And so she gets, like, the whole castle staff outside. Um, so the beast pulls himself up. He's somehow fine. But the cape rips and he's like, Cogsworth is like hanging from a scrap of the cape from the roof. And he's like, my time has run out. Because he's a clock. Puns. And Puns he, are happening. He Yay. falls. And he's like, oh no, how time flies. Um, and they've of course like thrown out a little sheet and they catch him. And he's like, you saved me, but I was being so mean. They're like, yeah, but not enough to kill you. <laughs> We're not monsters. We're not Fifi over here. Um, and so they're like, well, let's have lunch. And Cogsworth is being way nicer to the staff. And Belle looks out the window. She's like, oh, look, the bird. And the bird has a girlfriend. And Belle and the Beast go stand by the window. And they look at the bird. And then it's over. Yep. The book, at- the book closes. Yep. No song. No. You think they'd end with one of the segments with a song? Yeah. The end of the, end of the movie with a song. Nope. They look at a bird. And it's over. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. What's the perfect word? um full circle now it's come it. full circle and that's, that's it yeah. it's it's such a non-linear plot even from segment to segment the conclusion was like and then nobody died <laughs> and then they had a part like what um it's so non-connected and again I, if this is an episode and like episode of the week it would have been perfectly fine but as a movie it's so badly functional mm-hmm and yet, I'll, I still watch it. <laughs> like, again, more Belle and more mediums, I'm fine with. I feel like, like I said, like, the potential is there to, like, because you know how in Aladdin you would have episodes that were about Princess Jasmine in the mm-hmm. castle, and you'd have episodes that were, like, buddy adventures with, like, Genie and... Genie and... and <laughs> with the Beast in Aladdin. With, or how about the crossover episodes with Hercules? Oh, preach, girl. I love so the Hercules good. TV show. It never gets any love. No. And and Lindsay El- Lindsay Ellis's review of Hercules is perfect because I could never figure out why I almost like it, but it's the tone of its comedy, 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 and then Meg's bones have been crushed. <laughs> yeah, oh. Susan Egan deserved better. Um. Okay. So now to wrap up, favorite quote from the original, best quote from the sequel. Um. Favorite quote from the original is anything Gaston says. <laughs> And I like when girls read. It makes them smart and they think about shit. It's not right for a woman to read. Soon she starts getting ideas and thinking. Gaston, you are positively primeval. <laughs> Thank you, Belle. <laughs> that's the quote, right? Yeah, that's word for word. Uh, the it. <laughs> Linda Wolverton is like, yes, girl, represent my words. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, mine's cheesy and it will be forever. My It was my senior quote. I was born in a little tiny town as There must be more than this provincial life Because oh, I has dreams oh. So, cheese Have you seen that cartoon? Where it's like There goes the baker with his trays Like always The same old bread and loaves of salt Bitch <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baker and I feed the fucking town We're in France and I make bread like, I'm a god <laughs> Then she goes back to to Maurice and she's like, 
oh, they were singing a really mean song about me. And he's like, yeah, I heard them rehearsing last week. <laughs> I was wondering what that was for. Fuck your bread. Uh, you can starve, bitch. Yeah. She's very svelte. Maybe she, she doesn't eat bread. They don't do carbs. That's why they hate her. <laughs> She's a French girl who doesn't eat carbs. It's like an Italian who doesn't eat pasta. I'm like, the fuck? Something's oh. broken. Um, She's broken. That's my favorite from the original. And your favorite slash worst quote from the sequel. Okay, I picked a favorite because I think it's charming. It's speech. <laughs> Surely you'll simply say what's in your heart. Madame, you cannot know much about women. Monsieur, I know a little. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think mine is just like the the pun off basically that Cosmos is doing as he falls to his death. <laughs> uh, I wonder if you have the time. Might you be able to save us as well? In a minute, Cosworth. <laughs> oh no, no, no problem. Really, I wasn't going anywhere. It would seem my time has run My, how time flies. Oh, so cheesy. All right, where can people find you? People can find me at on Instagram at the Broadway Bell, B-E-L-L-E, and on Twitter at the B-Way Bell, because I don't have enough characters. And that's it. That's me. Cool. I'm obsessed with Bell. She is, she is Michelle the Broadway Bell. <laughs> um, so you can find us everywhere. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. Uh, we have our own website. Check it out. It's really nice. Um, thank you. And we have a bunch of episodes lined up for this year. I'm so excited. I've got uh, pretty much guests lined up through November of this year. I'm getting my shit done ahead of time. So things will hopefully be a little more reliable, a little more predictable. Um, if you have requests on stuff you want to see, let me know. Email, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, direct message, carrier pigeon. With a spoon? <laughs> With a spoon, the pigeon spoon. Um, I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, and as always, we will see you next month. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Stupid Sequels podcast. Please subscribe and review so everyone can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Stupid Sequels 2 or email us at stupidsequelspodcast at gmail.com. Every episode is made possible by our sound engineer, Francis Cod. Our logo was designed by Nicole Wiseman at Wiseshots. And you can find me online at Callie Blair on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. And remember, even though these movies are stupid, deep down, we really love them.